everyone, and uh, welcome to the, the Yamcast. Yamcast. So my name is Chris. And I'm Erica. Hi, Erica. Hi, Chris. Should we just not do the rest of the intro and just introduce ourselves again? No. No? She wants to? No. All right, well, let's, let's not do that. Well, we talk about stuff. Young adults like listening to us, apparently, and we talk about the Bible, and we try to do the Bible through the lens of a young adult mind and eye. So that's the Young Adult Ministry Yam Cast. Podcast. Can they reach us? They sure can, Chris. Wonderful, Erica. They can find us on Instagram or the Facebook at Yamcast. Or you can um, email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is correct. Lovely. Lovely to be back with you here. Always a pleasure. We used to joke about this being an NPR podcast. Do you remember that back in the day where we would sort of pretend... No? No, I don't. She doesn't. Oh, it's well. too long ago. It was a long time ago. Was I was time. not 40 yet at that time. <laughs> and now I am. Getting old, getting up there. So we're starting a new book. We are. <laughs> and we're jacked about this one. At least I am. Yeah. You, you seem to be somewhat excited too, but I'm, I'm really I do. Excited. I really like this book. We're trying to kind of alternate between Old Testament and New Testament when Correct. we do our books. Yep. So if you have been paying attention, we just finished an Old Testament book. Does that mean we're going to go to a New Testament book, Erica? It does, Chris. It does. Wonderful. And what is that book? Jacobus. That means nothing to the majority of us. I know. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, It's James, the book of James. Yes. The letter of James. Not to be confused with our producer, who's not here for the summer. We have a new producer this summer. I kind of hope that we get this whole thing done before he's here so we don't have to hear him talk about... How it's him. How we're talking about him. Okay. So we, we actually kicked him out of the booth for the summer because we're <laughs> because doing the we're book doing of James. James. Yeah. And so now we have Bishop who's going to be doing our producing for the summer mm-hmm. and uh, he's terrified and he should be. <laughs> I also just made the mistake of saying he's all we have right now, which really he can now do whatever he wants to do to this podcast with or without our permission. It's true. I should listen to them before I post them. That might be wise. All summer long. All right. And Bishop says, yes, we're going to do that. (laughs) So the book of James, we're going to keep the same strategy that we just did as we went through Hosea. We did Mm -hmm. a read through, followed by the deeper dive, followed by let's get practical. And then the occasional council corner with Mm -hmm. Erica. Yep. Although it, it is hard to come up with a council corner every single time. Sometimes, yeah. Because even counselors do run out of topics with clients. That's why they kick them out. Of the nest and tell them, go yes. back into the world and do your thing. Yes. A lot of times it seems just, it's the same thing, just being repeated, right. you know? So so, there so are, sometimes there are things that need to be talked about and sometimes... Sometimes there aren't. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And everyone will live with it. They will. So with that said, shall we start the read through? Yeah. This one's a long one. Super so, long so read. So really <laughs> brace if, yourself. If you don't like listening to my voice or if I make you fall asleep occasionally, uh, I have made myself almost fall asleep listening <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> I was driving. Wow. That was a mistake. Should not have been driving while listening to myself talk. Uh, if you are, yeah, if you get bored by listening to my voice, get a coffee. You push pause right now. Go grab a coffee and, you know, I don't know, a blanket. Get comfy. S- snuggle up for a warm, long winter's nap or something. No. It is not winter. I know. We're in summer. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. T- those times. Let's not talk about summer. That sounds like a song <clears throat> that you could write. Instead of Bruno, mm. someone should do that. <clears throat> uh, I don't know why I got something in my throat right there. Okay, so here we go. Ready for the long section of scripture? Yeah. James 1, 1. James, 
a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes in the dispersion, greetings. That's it. <laughs> I mean, but it's a good intro. We're doing that's one what verse. we need. We need an intro to the book of James. Correct. And that's what we're going to get by that first verse because it gives us a lot. And a lot of people might say, why would we just do one verse for the podcast? I, I partly wanted us to do just the one verse because I once heard a message on just this verse wow. that was 45 minutes long. But I mean, you can. You can. There's so many things to talk about here. Yeah. So. So what are some of those things? So first of all, the very first word, James. So that makes us go, who is James? Yeah. It makes us question who he is. I mean, because I feel like we've heard of other Jameses at other times. Correct. So you're like, is it that same James? Brother of John, right? That's one. Right? The, with the disciple. That's one. We're is keeping it, count right now. <laughs> is, it a, is it the James brother of Jesus? Correct. That's another possibility. That's only two I got. There's another disciple named James, son of Alphaeus. Okay. Yes. Yes. The problem is James, son of Alphaeus might be one of the other Jameses. And we'll get to that in a second. Oh, The other James is James the lesser or James the little one, as they might call him. Can you imagine if that's your name? Definitely not. I wouldn't want that. Yeah. Especially not the lesser. I feel like the little one would be better than the lesser. I feel like we should call our James, James the lesser, even though I only know one James. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so shall it be written uh yeah so there are six different names of james throughout the the new testament okay okay so you've named two i just named two the other two are somewhat debated here's why one of the jameses such as the son of alphaeus might actually be the james who's also related to uh one of the moms mary who's mentioned at the cross so at the cross there is mary mary mother of james and then the mother of the sons of Zebedee, which are James and John. Mm-hmm. So clearly this is a different James, but some have suggested maybe that James is James the lesser, or maybe that oh, is okay. James, the son of Alphaeus, which means that mom is the one who's married to Alphaeus. And so her, her name would be Mary, married to Alphaeus, and they have a child named James. Confused yet? I mean, a little, yeah. but it just means that they could be multiple people sure. referred to as the it, same person. And it's hard to sort, sort of ex- communicate this on a podcast, but... Basically, what we're saying here is there are six Jameses mentioned in the New Testament. The most likely candidates, and this is really what matters for this, yes, this yeah. part of the podcast. The most likely candidates are James, brother of Jesus. James, son of Zebedee, which is one of the brothers of thunder, right? That's, mm-hmm. And he's the one, uh, you know, that probably becomes a major leader in the early church, although that's still somewhat debated. And the other possibility would be this, this James, son of Alphaeus, which is also possibly James the, James the Lesser. Okay. So it's one of those three, most likely. Most scholars have stuck with James, the brother of Jesus, as this letter. So why is that? Because I've often heard that that is who this is, is that it's James, the brother of Jesus. But why? Do, how do they know that? Because in Acts 15, the one who most... Uh, and if you remember Acts 15, it's that it's the Jerusalem council chapter. It's mm, a major okay, yeah, chapter yeah. in the new Testament. I mean, what's happening here is there's a huge discussion going on between Gentiles and Jews. And the question is, do, does everyone need to be circumcised mm-hmm. to become a Christian? And the disciples decide after they argue for a while that because the Holy spirit has been given to the Gentiles without circumcision, therefore God doesn't necessarily need everyone to be circumcised, to be a part of the family of God. It's a huge moment. I mean, it's a major, and it will be one of the major categories for this book. So we'll come back to it a few times. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm bringing it up here just briefly. But in that discussion, the one who takes charge is James brother of Jesus. Okay. At least that's the discussion that most agree with. 
And because of that, and because of, we'll get into this in a minute with the deeper dive, the fact that this might be the earliest New Testament letter we have suggests that maybe James left that council, wrote this letter to the church. And that's because a lot of the things that are talked about in James actually deal with, with all of that concept. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there's some debate about that, but that's kind of why okay. most have stuck there. I don't know that it matters mm-hmm. because what the letter is saying is genius and it's beautiful and it it's is, amazing. Yeah. It doesn't need, we the, don't need to know who exactly yeah. it is. But I also think it's interesting that the actual Greek word here is Jacobus, which is short. You would say that as Jacob yeah. in the Old Testament. So why is it James? Well, it's James partly because the King James version of the Bible was given by King James and Jacobus and James are somewhat used simultaneously in the mm. English language sure. for the same name, kind of like John and Jack, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. John Kennedy Jr. They called him Jack when he was little. Similar idea that Jacobus and James can be interchanged names in English. So because Jacob was used in the Old Testament to differentiate that and to give James the King James of the Bible mm-hmm. to be in the Bible. They made sure that G- Jesus's brother named James or Jacobus is James. Interesting. So it's not really James, Jacobus or Jacob. Okay. But we'll call him James for the whole book because, because that's, that's how you know it. it. Yeah. And if when I changed yeah. that, it would confuse you. All right. Any other questions about this first verse? Okay. So the next portion says a servant of God. Yep. What is that about? So the, the Greek word here is doulos and that means slave. But not a slave necessarily as we think of it. So the reason why we in the most, have of, the, to most of the English translations have said servant is what a slave was, especially in Roman days, unless you were a prisoner of war, which is not the case with Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did not. No. Although he did win the war, but he did not. Take di- over people. And not, now you will be my slave. Yeah, yeah. He died on the cross. He's like, you're all my war, you know, booty. That weird. And he pulled us all in and said, you're mine. Ah, no, that's not how it worked. Uh, what a slave is, is someone who is owed a great debt. They, they, they have done something. They've accepted a great debt and now they owe it back to somebody. Mm-hmm. And so they feel like they're paying it back for their whole life. It's amazing that Paul calls himself this. James calls himself this. Peter calls himself this. Almost everybody who's around Jesus at any point says, I, I can't live for myself anymore. I owe him everything I've got. Mm-hmm. So I'm a servant of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's what this word is. So a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you say servant or slave, it means he has paid everything for me and I, I need to him live for him, mm-hmm. which how is that not Christianity? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. And so why is it significant that he calls him Lord Jesus Christ? So Jesus is really the only name that he ever uses of himself. Jesus of Nazareth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus calls himself Jesus. He doesn't call himself anything else. Christ is an honorific, meaning it's that it's what he's earned. He is the anointed one. He is the Christ. He's the Messiah. So Jesus dies on the cross. Even before that, they're declaring him to be the Messiah, this anointed one. But him resurrecting from the dead proves he really is the Messiah, the resurrected one, the the, the anointed one, the the the, the Christ. So Jesus Christ, it, Christ is in his last name. It's it's his honorific. It's his title, and the fact that he is conquered sin and death and, and conquered the grave, he is now Lord over the entire planet. So when this title gets used in the Bible, you always need to think of it as when it says Lord Jesus Christ, that's three really significant words. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus means he saves. Christ is what he has done for us and who he is as an anointed one. And Lord is who's in charge. Yeah. So if you think about Lord Jesus Christ and you go back to that word doulos, those things are connected, right? You're the slave of 
God, the creator of all things, and the Lord Jesus Christ. It packs like it's super powerful. I think we gloss over it. Sure. Every time. Which is why I wanted to take a little time yeah. with the first verse. Yeah, because I think we, yeah, we just gloss over those words mm -hmm. and they're extremely powerful. Yep. So now it tells us who he's writing this to. It says yep. he's writing it to the 12 tribes and the dispersion. Yep. So 12 tribes, that talking about tribes of Israel? Yes. Back Old Testament. There's really stuff. two. So yeah, it is, it is 12 tribes of Israel, but there's two possibilities here and both of them are important. So I'm going to share them both really briefly. The first possibility is this is just Israelites who have been scattered. Okay. And I'll talk about dispersion in a second, but this is just people who have been scattered who are Israelites. He could just be writing to all of them. And the, as we get into the rest of the book, you'll see what he is charging them to do is to live differently than the rest of the world. So he could be saying before the church has even spread to the Gentiles, to you, the 12 tribes, this is what I want you to do. That's very possible. Mm -hmm. The other possibility, and this is what F.F. Bruce and others have suggested, is that what he's actually saying here is the 12 tribes is the, the true Israel, the reconstituted Israel through Jesus. So those who have come to Christ. So the reason why Jesus has 12 apostles or 12 disciples is there's clearly some kind of connection here between the 12 tribes mm -hmm. and the 12 apostles. Not that the 12 apostles are each from the 12 tribes. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they're not, there's not like Levi is from Levi. Correct. Or a Levite or Matthew is from. Right. Sure. Which would be impossible because you have brothers. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If you have James and John and, and then you've got uh, Simon and Andrew, they're clearly not from different tribes of Israel mm -hmm. unless they've, you know, I mean, maybe their family line is like, we're Levites and Benjamin or whatever, but not likely. I mean, most of these guys are probably from the tribe of Judah if they're living up in Galilee mm -hmm. uh, based on things we've said in Hosea and other books. So the other idea here is that the 12 tribes are the reconstituted true faith Israelites, which would mean the church. So the scholars are pretty widely debated on this one. It could be either, but again, I don't know that it necessarily matters. It's just saying you, the church, yeah. this is, this is how I want you to live. So then the dispersion, yeah, disperse. So, yeah. The idea of being yeah. scattered. So this is clearly after some kind of persecution where they've all been scattered around the globe. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To some extent. So this letter is written to the 12 tribes of the dispersion, which means a couple of things. First of all, that the, some of the major conflicts that arise with Christians and Jews uh, in the Roman empire have already started. So this could be during the time of Nero, for example, okay. where, you know, that's just boom, persecution occurred and everybody scattered to the ends of the earth sort of deal. Or it could be a later book than that, but most likely not. I'll get into the dating in a minute. Um, but this idea of, of the dispersion being that everyone is scattered uh, means that there's probably some kind of major persecution going on. And he's saying, I want you to pay attention to this. So that's the first part. They've been dispersed. There's some kind of persecution. The second part is because it's talking about dispersion means that this letter was meant to be passed around. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that would make sense if they're dispersed. Yeah. I mean, if then you, not, it, you need to hear it and you need to hear it and sure. you need to hear it. I mean, if you and I were writing a letter to say a small group in Park Hills and we said, hey, uh, you know, to the to the 12 people in, in Alex Eunice's small group, we wouldn't expect it to get passed around to other small groups. Mm -hmm. But if I said to all of the small groups of Park Hills throughout the week, my my hope would be that you would the Sunday night small groups would read it, pass it around each other Monday night, Tuesday night, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. So the fact that it's just saying dispersion means this letter was always meant to be passed around. So just really quickly, I mean, think about that. There's, we're talking 12 words, 15 words of the first verse here. Mm -hmm. And this was 
ton of material. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm just scratching the surface because we're going to go through the whole book. There's going to be a whole much more going on. But I mean. And what about greetings? <laughs> hi. I'm <laughs> just kidding. This is like in the beginning of the episode, Erica, when you and I say, hi, everyone. Welcome to. <laughs> so there's nothing. The there's, nothing there's nothing different with greetings. No. No different word usage. Or I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Although it's. The fact that you are saying that, I will bring this part up. The This opening of this letter is a little unique compared to the other letters. Most of them don't start this way. The fact that this one does is a little interesting, but it's very close to the writing of the Acts 15 letter, which is that connection that's being made. Okay. So the, part of the reason why people would all put that together with that being the James that we're talking about is, uh, is that. And we'll get into Acts 15 in a later episode as we start to unpack really the theological meat of what's happening in James. Okay. All righty. I think we got a good intro. That's the intro and the read through. Ready to go home. Oh, wait, no. We have, it, what's it time for? We have two more segments. It is time for the Deeper Dive. Wow. I did that just to make Bishop mad. That was. Look, at it worked. He got embarrassed by me. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just checking, testing out these new. Uh, I know we got some new microphones. Microphone They're covers. Nice. They're supposed to stop the spit from hitting the microphone. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to work. We'll see. Apparently I was being destructive. <sighs> All right. So when was James written? Um, here's, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but because we'll, we'll talk about it later in the letter, but I do want to just kind of open up the, the conversation a little bit here because I think it does matter. Partly because for years, and maybe you've heard this, and so I want to make sure that we say this on the podcast, especially early in the book of James. There are a lot of people who suggest that James and Paul are at odds with one another. Oh. Have you heard this? Um, no, I don't think so. That's good. That's That means you grew up in a good church with, with good teaching. Because <laughs> are you talking about like during the Jerusalem Council that they won? Because I know with, because I know that Paul was at odds with someone else over with Peter, right? Over circumcision or who was, there was a discussion with Peter that Paul has. Paul has a little bit of an argument with Barnabas. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I didn't, I don't know if I've heard that he had well, or possibly would have had some issue. With well, let me be clearer. It's not so much that Paul and James had an argument with one another. It's that the theology of Paul and the theology of James oh, okay. seem to go against one another. Oh, if you're talking about faith, Yes. And works. Yes, I okay, do you understand have heard that. that. Okay. Yes, I have heard that. So there's a great discussion within theological circles about <clears throat> what is going on here. Why does Paul, Paul says things like by faith alone. Mm -hmm. And then James th says things like, well, Not, faith without yeah. works is dead. And we'll mm -hmm. get into this more when we get into it. But the question becomes, so when was this written? And the question starts to become, is this a reaction to Paul's letters or does it predate Paul's letters, which would mean in some ways Paul might be balancing out some of what James is saying. Mm -hmm. Or, and I'm going to make this case as we get further into the book, are these two not actually at odds with each other at all, but they're maybe just written at slightly different times and theology is developing in a good way, the right way. When they're just addressing different things. Absolutely. You know, that's my point. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. That's good. So the idea here would be what James is going to talk about is here's how you live because of what you believe. And if you read Paul's letters closely, Paul's not saying anything differently. Mm -hmm. He just does it in a different argumentative style. So as we did Colossians, for example, remember the first two chapters yeah. of Colossians was, this is who Christ is. This is what he has done for you. This is why you shouldn't get caught up in this, this, and this. And chapter three and four, this now is how you should live. Mm -hmm. 
in some ways, James just links those two way faster and closer together, which I would suggest is possible for a very early dating that the Jerusalem council is having this argument about circumcision, works, actions, faith, what works, what doesn't work, who, who's a believer, who's not. And as those things are all kind of playing themselves out, there's, there's a discussion that needs to be dealt with that possibly Paul is speaking toward and not in odds with James, but he's actually giving a more robust theology of James and kind of building it out. So give me a, you know, a couple chapters to kind of start building that idea out mm-hmm. a little bit. But for now, my position is that this is a very early letter, if not the earliest of the letters. Okay. I base that partly on the Greek that's being used, partly on the fact that it's a little bit strange compared to all the other letters, which would suggest to me, maybe it's possible that this is one of the first ones and the rest sort of try to fill in, not the gaps, but they try to fill in a more robust mm-hmm. theology. Uh, it's possible that James is such a strange book because we don't have a lot of early copies of it. So some have suggested it might've been circulating in different parts of the world because of the dispersion thing. Mm-hmm. And later on, it's like, this definitely needs to be a part of it. The only problem with that theory is it is mentioned pretty early on by the church as one of the letters that people should be reading. Oh, okay. So I don't buy into that. And I would say it's very possible based on, and I'll make this link in a little while, the connection between Acts 15 and James seems to suggest to me that Acts 15 happens and James and Galatians are both written almost immediately, Mm. partly as a follow-up to what's happening in Acts 15. And then from there, Paul goes on his missionary journey and realizes the church needs more. So I'm going to keep writing tons of letters to them Mm -hmm. to help them think it through. So, yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Let's get practical. Let's get practical, practical. Okay, so my I have two things for today on getting practical. And you might think, how are we going to get practical with this verse? Because there's not a lot there. But <laughs> if this is my first way to make this practical, is if, if this is James, the, the brother of John, or the brother of Jesus, yep. um, why did he not say that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what bigger accolade could you have what bigger endorsement could you have <laughs> right. to say, this is James, I'm the brother of Jesus, so like you've got to listen to me. And he doesn't do that, uh-uh. which I think is very telling of what James, what the type of person that James is. Yep. And that he's not, as we would like to call it, he's not name dropping for effect. Um, because I think that's exactly what he would be doing, is if he is saying, James, I'm the, I'm the brother of Jesus, like that's him just doing it for effect and not actually because he has good things to say. So my first thing is name dropping isn't cool. And we all know, you know, when you are in those conversations and people are name dropping and you're like, okay, you just want to seem cool because you know, so-and-so, or you've talked to so-and-so or whatever it might be. You aren't actually letting your own whatever the word might be, your own resume speak for itself or your, who you are speak for itself. You want it to, you want somebody else basically to, um, to help sell you. Yeah. Um, and James is like, I don't need that. That's not what I need to do to be able to speak truth. So you don't need to name drop, Mm -hmm. be who you are and do what you need to do. And truth is truth. So my first one is, Name dropping isn't cool. Yeah. I don't go around telling everybody I'm Dan Stukenberg's brother. <laughs> I know. It's a big deal. I know. Huge <laughs> deal. <laughs> um, and my second one is 
to know your proper place. So it kind of goes with the first one a little bit that James doesn't come out of the gate talking about who he is and the things that he has done. He, the first thing he says is that he is a servant or a slave, Mm -hmm. which if, if somebody is to say that to me, that's the lowest of the low. Right. Right. Um, But as Jesus talked about that, the kingdom is going to be an upside down kingdom and the first will be last and last will be first. Um, And I think James fully knows that because I read things that said he was a leader in the Jerusalem church. Very much so. He doesn't say that either, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, hearing that, I would be like, okay, you've got things I need to, that's a big deal. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. But he doesn't do that either. Um, he is showing that he doesn't think too much of himself right. by saying that he's a servant. And so that's kind of the knowing your proper place. Like he knows where he is at, that he is, he is not greater than anybody else even though he's the brother of Jesus and that he has done some amazing things. Being involved in that council is a big deal. Um, and then being a leader of the Jerusalem church is also a very big deal. Totally. I mean, Jerusalem is, it is the hub, like it is yeah. the place. So he knows that those things mean absolutely nothing. Right. Um, and what matters is being a servant of Jesus. So. And imagine that. in the world that we live in today with that thought, if you are one of the key voices in that Jerusalem council, I think today, you know, think about how many times you see someone's name come across and you see all the little letters behind their name. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to tell us that, oh, you can listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Or listen to her. Mm-hmm. She has her MDiv. She is a doctor from Duke, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, they know what they're talking about. We, we live in a culture that seems to really aim toward the honorifics. Yeah. Something that you've done or are, and I find it interesting that the early church, and it's not just James, so it's good that you're pointing this out. They all seem to just say, no, I'm the lowest of the low. You know, Paul's saying, I'm, I'm the chief of all sinners. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not, that doesn't seem true at all. You know, I mean, he, his past Knowing was, what he's done. Yeah, like, his yeah. past was bad, but look at what he's doing now. He's doing amazing things for the kingdom. And so often we have these moments, whether it's, you know, a pastor's conference or something else where, you know, you go up to someone Hi, I'm I'm Chris, and oh hi, I'm I'm Dr. Paul. Oh, that's great. I'm not going to talk to you the rest of the day. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, doctor. <laughs> you know, I the joke around here is that when I get my doctorate, everyone thinks I'm going to just. I don't even know if I'll put it on the wall. I I want to take these guys as my example mm. and try to live lesser. I want to mm-hmm. live. Be like James the Lesser. Totally. Yes. Chris the Lesser. I'm down. Yeah. I mean, just this idea that we, we live in a culture that usually tries to build people up and it's not that these people are taking themselves down. They're just saying, no, I know what my place is. As you said, Mm -hmm. I know who I am. My, the best thing I can give you is that I'm a servant of of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what matters. And he could have said, James, the key voice of the decision being made in Acts 15. He wouldn't have said it that way because it wouldn't have been Acts 15. No, but, but you know, key, at the Jerusalem Council. Yeah, yeah key like, decision maker in the Jerusalem Council. So listen to what I'm saying. He doesn't say that. I'm a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to write to you, this church that's being scattered, probably feeling like I'm pretty low. I'm, I'm, I'm below. I, I don't have any right to be proud of anything. No, join the club. Even your leaders are, are lesser, mm-hmm. which is one of the things I love about the free church. We don't have a hierarchy. If you are a district superintendent, you're actually serving the churches that are under your watch. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't have any right to, you know, Rick Thompson, our, our district superintendent couldn't come here and say, Oh, I want you guys to do it this way. He, he doesn't have any say in that. That's not mm-hmm. how it works. 
And similarly, most of the free church pastors that I know, and I hope that I lead this way and I know Mark leads this way is it's more of a servant leadership. I, I want everyone to find their place and I want them to feel like they can approach me at any time in any way and be, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a servant. I'm a servant to them. They don't have to run around calling me pastor, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. I hope that's true. Yeah. I would say it's true. Well, good. Well, everybody, I'm excited for James. Are you excited too. for James? I am, I am very excited for James. I'm even James more, has a lot of nuggets. And I'm even more excited that James is not here. <laughs> oh. That's not true. We miss you, James. We do miss you. But we also enjoy Bishop. We do enjoy Bishop. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yamcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check us out on all the socials like Instagram at the Yamcast. We love to hear back from you guys, so please leave us a comment or a review, and we might even send you guys a sticker. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com. 